Welcome to the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. From courses and tournaments to players and personalities, this is your home for everything Mississippi Golf. Let's get started. Here are your hosts, Paul and Matt. Hey, Matt, what's going on, man? It's kind of kind of fun to hear that new snappy intro today. How are you? It is. It's uh, very good. Yeah, we're we're uh, trying to move up in the world, aren't we? Yeah, sounds like sounds like a grown up <laughs> grown up podcast. But that's right. You know, it's fun to fun to have that. So we you know, appreciate being able to get that done. Um, let's let's get right into it this week. You know, we hop into a little news, but really what we're going to spend some time is we're going to start angling towards the Sanderson Farm Classic coming up here in a in a few weeks, and today we're going to talk through some of our favorite champions of all time but before that let's let's hit a few hit a few news items what uh what from last weekend caught your eye well i think on the top of the list is um joe Duraney. you know we've talked we had him on in our our second podcast as the state amateur champion and uh he was in canada again last week and uh playing in the canadian mid-am which he won and defended his title uh so he um was back-to-back champions in, in Canada for the mid-amateur and uh, you know, another good week for him and and that gets him back into the RBC Canadian Open for next year so he'll get to play in back-to-back Canadian Opens so uh, he's Joe's definitely got it going on in Canada right now yeah he, he seems to like that that Canadian golf but you know I think maybe a maybe a negative for the Sanderson not looking at it on the same of I'm starting to think he's probably going to play the the U.S. Mid-Am, which is the same week as the Sanderson, but maybe that opens up a an, an exemption for another Mississippi guy. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think this um, pretty much guarantees you know nothing's come out official that he will go to the U.S. Mid-Am, have a chance to to hold both titles in the same year. I don't know if that's ever happened before, but that would be pretty cool. And all that comes with winning that tournament, he's obviously playing well and. You know, he's got to think that maybe there'd be other chances to get into the Sanderson Farms, and he's already got another PGA Tour event going back to the Canadian Open. So, yeah, I agree, and and hopefully that will get used for another local guy. Maybe we could see, you know, Braden Thornberry or Hayden Buckley or you know Davis Riley, one of those guys, kind of get, get 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 have a shot to get in there that that maybe that one would have taken up. So who knows what will come of that? But uh, yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Yeah, kind of now we'll transition. Speaking of Davis Riley and then a couple of those Mississippi guys, Chad Ramey and Jonathan Randolph, they're two two events in to the Corn Ferry playoffs, and Randolph and and Riley both made the cut this past week, but neither had a super high finish. And going into this last week, they got a lot of work to do if they want to want to get a PGA Tour card. Yeah, there's definitely got. Yeah, there's a lot of work to be done. You know, then they dropped down from three, from four events to three events, uh, just like the, the FedEx Cup did. And um, yeah, they've, they're both outside the top 25 uh, by a pretty good amount. I'm trying to. Yeah, I think Davis was in the in the mid 40s somewhere in the ranks right now, and Jonathan was in the mid 50s. I mean, both will have to have a top 10 finish this week, but if they can. If they can handle the nerves and and handle the pressure of both of them half the game on any given week to, to make that happen. So would love to see it happen. But if not, you know, let's let's get them back out for a full season next year and see what they can make happen. 
Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Davis Riley's 43rd, Randolph is 67, so they're going to have to really make a charge um, this week. So, But, yeah, they, they will be back on the Corn Ferry Tour next year. And <clears throat> just talking about the Sanderson, on a positive note, uh, one of the bigger names, you know, Victor Hovland, had a top five. So he's he's in third place and pretty much guarantees his spot. And hopefully that means we'll see him at the Sanderson Farms in a month. I think that would be a really big name that – would uh would garner some interest um with a you know hot young player like him coming to play yeah if we can get two or three of those young guys hovlin and wolf and more cow if we even get a couple of those it'd be sure be fun i mean i'm sure norway is a lot like jackson mississippi so it should be right at home for victor so i mean oh yeah i mean he's, he's got his time in oklahoma so he's, he's he's been around some heat i would imagine but uh yeah, it, it would be a it would be a new environment for him down here, but hopefully he'll give it a shot. And yeah, that th- that would be a, a really cool name to see. Um, you know, wanting to come out and get a hot start, which most of these guys do, coming off of the you know now the Corn Ferry Tour. So I mean, th- those guys, you know, they they have exemption early on. They, they're nothing's guaranteed after January. So once that reshuffle hits, they need to have some some good tournaments under the belt. So. Hopefully that means we'll see these guys, and I think he will get a, yeah, he would get a lot of followers if, if that was the case. For sure, and I think that's always the fun thing about Sanderson now, even this year being in its own, its own spot. I mean, obviously we've always gotten the young guys and, and some of the some of the older guys. Just as long as we keep getting those, and then let's let's start sprinkling some bigger names. I mean, already Zach Johnson, Jason Duffner, and others are already committed yeah. so i mean this field it's just going to be fun to watch over the next few weeks to see who commits and who decides to come play yeah i think we'll see a lot more coming out probably this week and next i'm, I'm, I'm hearing some rumors of some pretty good names coming so nothing but really heard anything, anything concrete yet um but yeah I, I think we'll be be happy with the field and and even just get a couple of those big names sprinkled in to get it started maybe that kind of continues down the road and you know the word gets around hey this is a pretty good event so we'll see what happens but uh definitely looking for some some new announcements in the next week or so um probably via their social media so we'll definitely be following that yeah for sure well let's let's get into what we're going to look at today i mean the the, uh the sanderson farms has been lots of different things over the years all the way back to 1968 you know every year since 1968 except for 2009 when when the rain got the best yeah, of the whole event but it did i remember that it was uh that was a rough that was a rough week in that out at annandale i mean it was uh it was it was in really bad shape it was in terrible shape it was and if, if i remember right that was either the last year of the viking or when it was it wasn't even a didn't even have a real sponsor and there was some real concern that that we were going to lose that tournament just from sponsor stuff and just kind of the wrong time and but really excited yeah. that sanderson picked that up a few years later and there's been nothing but nothing but great yeah we'll kind of go through the names i mean just talking about that history a little bit we were the in the hattiesburg the magnolia state classic which was an, an unofficial event uh up until 1994 it was unofficial so um it was the magnolia state classic till 85 then remember the Deposit Guarantee Classic kicked in in 86 uh, to 98. So while it transitioned to Annandale, it was the De- Deposit Guarantee Classic. It became an official event in 94. Then the Southern Farm Classic, 99 to 06. The Viking, 07 to 11. 
Uh, and that was in the year. You're right. It, it was kind of up in, up in the year. Viking held on for a few more years, and it was in 2012 when it was the True South Classic. And that's when things really got close to, to ending. Um, that, that was kind of the year without a sponsor. I think the state, the Visitors Bureau, a bunch of government basically propped it up for that year, calling it that True South. And then 13 is when Joe Sanderson and Sanderson Farms kicked in. Um, and basically save the tournament. Uh, without that, we probably wouldn't have a, a tournament right now. I'm, I think that's pretty much a guarantee. So, um, but yeah, that was, uh, and then, you know, it was washed out in 09, like you said. So we've definitely had a, had a roller coaster of a, uh, existence for a little while there. Yeah. And it's been, you know, it's really fun to see that the, the tour has, has taken, you know, not, not taken interest, but you know, the, the way the tournament's been run, it's, it is a big deal for it to get to be its own standalone event. Not, you know, back in the good old days and when it was out of Dane and Dale in the middle of July and people would just melt out there. Right. You know, being opposite of the, the Open Championship to, you know, more recent years being opposite of a, of a World Golf Championship. I mean, would you still, you know, the top 50 can't even play because they're supposed to, you know, they're committed to play in those World Golf Championships. <laughs> to now where it is a not opposite of anything and obviously early in the new season but these guys like you were mentioned earlier they need to get out some of the old guys some of the guys that are trying to get some status back and to kind of get back in in form they're going to be out there playing so let's take a look you know let's take a look at some of these guys that that have won over the years and i think what we're going to do is we're going to throw out eight or ten or twelve guys just as as we look through this list and and sometime later this week, we're going to put our top five list, our most, you know, the top five champions of the, you name it, Mississippi tournament, you know, the current Sanderson yeah. Farms. But, and, and just, you know, and also see what everybody else thinks. So let's let's get started with, you know, it was an unofficial event in its early years, but, but mm-hmm. Dwight, Dwight Neville won two years in a row in 73 and 74. Matt, I think you had a little more insight on that. Yeah, he was, um, you know, obviously back in the early days, um, his tour existence, his life on tour was fairly short. He played from 71 to 77, won this event twice, and these were his only professional wins. He did not have or have an official victory. Um, he's still, to this day, the only player to win back-to-back events. So winning back-to-back in 73 to 74, his career was done by 77, and uh with this not being official, he never had an official victory on tour. So this was an important an important event for him. Um, and just looking, you know, back in the day, the uh, the winner share. Uh, his first year he won seven thousand dollars, and the second year <laughs> he won less because it was rain shortened. So they only paid half the purse. Can you imagine that happening now? A weather shortened event that they only paid half of the purse. He went thirty five hundred dollars for his second victory because it was only uh, a rain shortened event. So that's an interesting little fact there that, uh, you know, that they, they used to do that. <laughs> for, for sure. And I don't, I don't think the guys would, would get along too, too well with that today. Yeah. I don't um, think that would work. And then as we kind of, you know, we move on down the list a little bit, 1978, the walrus, Craig Stadler wins. Yeah. Craig Stadler, um, very early in his career. That was actually his first professional win. He, again, it was unofficial. He didn't have an official victory until 1980, and obviously he's a well-known name, uh, won the Masters um, and you know, countless other events throughout his career. So uh, he got started back in Hattiesburg. You know, that was, he had 13 official wins um, 
and then you take this one and a couple of other ones back in the day that didn't count. But yeah, this was this was a big deal for him. He won the the Masters in '82, so this was only a few years ahead of that. So he won the Masters pretty early in his career. Um, so this kind of helped get him started down in Hattiesburg. This this was kind of where it all started for him. Yeah, and you move on a couple of more years into 1980. I mean, Roger Malpe, I don't know much about his golf, but I do know a lot about his commentating, and I always kind of enjoyed listening to him, and fun to see that, you know, he also had a win in, in Asburg. Yeah, I mean, he was a good player back in his day. I mean, he had five PGA Tour victories spanning from 75 to 85, you know, winning this one in 80, so that was right in the middle of that, um, that obviously didn't didn't count on there. But yeah, he had five victories, and Two amateur, he won the California State Amateur in 72. So, I mean, he, he was a very accomplished player back in his day, too. But, yes, most people now know him for uh, his commentary. He's been with NBC Sports, started back in 1991. So, uh, most of our generation knows him as a commentator, not as a player. For sure. And then on a couple of more years, the late the late Payne Stewart had a, had a victory in Hattiesburg. And we know he has stories his career was and his accomplishments and you know it's always fun to see that you know he hoisted a trophy in mississippi as well yeah that was early in his career uh, he had had a couple of wins um before that uh, this was probably his third or so win uh on professional win on tour so yeah i mean obviously everybody remembers that that putt in 99 where he beat beat phil mickelson by one and then tragically uh i think it was only a few months after that uh, he had his plane crash, and um, yeah, he he was a, a lot of fun to watch, and and it was really cool that he, that, you know, has some ties to this event back in the day, and and you know, there's some history there with him. Yeah, and there was there's that actually, if I remember correctly, I was volunteering at the the Farm Bureau Classic that year when when he passed away, and actually a bunch of the guys came in on Monday and then left to go to his funeral on Tuesday. So it was a pretty somber week and came back and played. It was all that the week of, of this event. So, um, I was just, I just remember picking up. Yeah. yeah he, he died. Yeah. October 25th and 99 was when that happened. So, uh, I think that's right. That was, um, that may have been that exact week. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but then if we, you know, we keep moving forward, we have, you know, one of, one of our own, or at least we'll claim him, you know, we'll, Mississippians will claim Jim Gallagher Jr. as as our own as he's moved and, you know, lives here now. But he gets he gets a victory in, in Hattiesburg as well. Yeah, that was really early in his career, too. Um, you know, he's from uh, from Pennsylvania, but has, has family ties back to Indiana, where he's from. And um, he had won the Indiana Open in 83 and the 85 Magnolia Classic was his, was his second of uh, – you know, his second win uh, was unofficial, but he had five total PGA Tour wins, with his first being in 1990 with the Greater Milwaukee Open. Um, so, yeah, that kind of got was very early and kind of got him uh, got him started. Um, and obviously now he's a resident in Greenwood and has been here for a long time. I don't know if he was a resident back then or not, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. And then if we we scoot forward several years, we we have another one of our multiple winners brian henniger in 94 and 99 he i think i think you said 94 was the first year that it was an official event yeah so that was also i think the first year was at annadale too um and you know henniger is not a story name but i do remember him and this this was um 
you know, a, a big event for him. His only victories, you know, came here, both of them being at Annadale. So, um, yeah, his career kind of revolves around this event. Uh, he's, I think he's been playing some on the, the Champions Tour now. But, um, you know, another important piece of his career all happened here. Yeah, and then, you know, a, a young Luke Donald in 2002, I think, got his first victory out at Annandale that pro- propelled him to a pretty successful run. Yeah, that was his rookie year. Um, he uh, That was his, I believe, his second year, a second win that year. So he was, uh, no, it was his first, and he, he got another one, and it actually was in 06, so that was wrong. Yeah, this was his first victory. He had to come close again in 02, um, but he was fresh out of college, you know, really not a big name at the time, but, you know, went on to be number one in the world um, back in 2012. Um you know, has had a really good career. He's got only has five PGO Tour wins, which you would think, um, but he's got seven wins over in Europe too. So he's one that kind of split back and forth. But mm-hmm. um, his PGA Tour really year um, and season got started here, and when it was a Southern Farm Classic. Yeah, I wonder. I don't. I'd love to see him back um, in Jackson at some point. I know he's had a. He's been dealing with some injuries and some some things like that over the past several years trying to get back into it he had a kind of up and down season last year but maybe maybe we'll see luke in, in yeah Jackson i think it's very possible um yeah i mean it's he was um, always playing it in, in the bigger events and I'm, i would imagine he would like to come back and play in this now that it's a little bit bigger event and and uh so yeah we'll see what happens with that yeah now in end up moving up to 07 chad campbell won chad was a was a very successful player, had a really good run for several years, and I think has struggled, you know, lately. But I think we, we see that trend, you know, as guys get closer and closer to 50, it's, it becomes harder and harder to, to keep up with, with the young bucks. Yeah, this was his last of four victories for uh, for Chad. So um, kind of in the, the backside of his career, um, at least his, his wins uh, came came out at, uh, at Andell. Yeah, and then uh, in in 2010 we had Bill Haas win, who went on at, at some point thereafter to win the FedEx Cup with hitting the ball out of the mud in the lake. I'll never forget how he forget that shot, but um, always you know another one that gets a gets a good kick in Mississippi to kickstart you know a run of a career for them. Yeah, and he's one I've heard has wanted to come back, but couldn't because of the the ties with the HSBC. But yeah, he won the FedEx Cup in 2011. This was his second PGA Tour victory in 2010. He won the Bob Hope in January, then then won the Viking Classic in October. That was his uh, second of six total PGA Tour victories. He won the Tour Championship that next year in 2011. So this was really at the peak of his career. Um, you know, that got him into the President's Cup in 2011. He got a key, you know, he, he won some points there um, and then was the FedEx Cup winner in 2011 as well. So that was right at really at the peak of his career. Yeah. And then over the past, you know, seven or eight years, we've had some guys that people have, have known, some younger guys, some up and comers. Um, but anybody else on the list? I mean, just in the whole in the whole history of it, stand out to you, um, jump out to you that we should cover? Yeah, I was going to mention Fred Funk, too. Um, he was a, a two-time winner back in 98 and 04, and just has always been a fan favorite. He's always been one that's really fun to watch. Um, he was entertaining. He won uh, eight PGA Tour events 
and won ours twice. Uh, he was one of only three to win this event twice, but uh, he didn't win it back-to-back, and then Henniger being the other one. So um, this was also kind of at the middle of his career, um, and he's on the Champions Tour now, but he was always a lot of fun to watch when he played. Yeah, for sure, and I feel like once it, once it tees off at the country club here in a few weeks, we're going to, I feel like there's always kind of the usual suspects that, that march up that leaderboard. Cause they, I mean, they, I don't know. I don't know if it's the country club. I don't know if it's playing in, in Mississippi in the fall. I don't know what it is, but it seems like we, we have some usual suspects. And I'm excited to, to see them back. I think I'll, you know, Lucas Glover always lives up on top of that leaderboard. I feel like in Jackson. Yeah, and he's had a he's coming off a really good year for him. He made it into the tour championship. Uh, didn't play necessarily that well, but you know, he's coming off of that, so he'll be uh, playing. You know, have had a good year coming off that, and really be curious to see you know Cameron Champ how he uh, how he looks. So he he started out his career his rookie season really on a high note um, with us, and then really kind of had a so-so year after that. So it started out with the bang, and I think people expected a lot from him. Um, after that win here and and, and he, he had some struggles but um, you know he'll come back to where he's um, had some success he shot 21 under one by four last year um, so obviously it, it's hopefully he and he was here you know yesterday I think doing some media stuff and did some stuff with the first tee had a clinic with them so that was cool to see him come back and contribute uh, with that um, so hopefully he'll come back and, and kind of find some success again uh, like he did last year yeah, for sure. I'm excited about the event coming up, and that's kind of where we're gonna we're gonna start angling all of our conversations over the next couple of podcasts towards building up to this Anderson. See if there's some some folks we can hop on some interviews with, and and just make sure that we cover this. And you know, like like we've said the whole time doing this, this is why we do this. We want to promote Mississippi golf. We want to make sure that we we do that the best that we can, and that you know, highlighting these events that are that are our signature events in the state is something we're going to spend a lot of time doing. Yeah. I mean, this is the most important event. Uh, this, is, this is the biggest sporting event in our state by, by a lot. Um, and I think it's gotten even bigger this year with the new date and potentially much bigger name. So, um, you know, definitely uh, keep your eye on this. And if you're in the Jackson area, come out and watch. It's just going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, be a little warm. I know there may be some, some, conflicting football games on that saturday but there's you know there's four days to come out and watch and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah and just make sure that everybody that you're following our social media and check out the website we'll make sure that we have all the information we can out there especially as we get closer to the week we'll make sure that you know not only you're going to know who's playing but where to park make sure you know where the best where the best beverage stops are around the course to make sure that you're you know you stay hydrated, right? Got to stay. Absolutely, hydrated. that's right. But you know, with with that, we will uh, keep an eye out this week on social media, and we'll release our official top five. I know everybody is can barely wait to hear that, but we're gonna we'll, we'll put that out there, and, and want to hear back from you guys. Well, who you? Think yeah, absolutely. Let, let us know what, what, who you think and who kind of who you felt was, was an important uh, you know piece of this of our history. No doubt. Well, Matt, that's all I have for today. I hope you have a good one, man. All right, you too. We'll talk to you soon. All right, see ya. Thank you for listening to the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Want more? Find us online at msgolfer.net. And also, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook.